Now, you might not believe this, but the career path of almost every super successful individual included having a job just like the one you Hi, listeners. This is Rick Witted, host of the podcast show, On Your Way to Work. So we might as well Episode 25, I'm Making House Calls. Hi, everybody. Welcome to On Your Way to Work. It's an honor to spend a few minutes with you, whether you're in your car, at your desk, or in the parking lot, dreading to go into the workplace today. You know what I found out? Everyone is talking to your boss about leadership and how to be a better leader, but no one's talking to you on the work floor about the things you need to do and the path you need to take to have your boss's job one day. My friends, listen. A promotion is a process. It's a journey. That's why they call it a career path. And this is the only show talking exclusively about the path from your current job to your future promotion. Trust me, you're already on a path. Don't take where you're working now for granted. It is connected to where you want to be. And today, my guest and I are going to help you get a little closer to there. On Your Way to Work will return in a moment. Hi, listeners. I just wanted to take a second to say thank you so much for watching the show, listening in, engaging, and being in tune. I'm getting a lot of tweets and a lot of Facebook messages from you all. I've also looked out there on iTunes, and I'm seeing some feedback. And for those that are taking a moment to just write a review, it means a lot to me, and it means a lot to the future of this show. So if you enjoy what you're hearing, join those who are already doing it. Go to iTunes.com, pull up the podcast show, and rate us. We're also available on Stitcher.com. Go to Stitcher and take a second and write a comment. I really appreciate you. Thanks so much for being a part of the family. Hi, this is Rick Witted, host of the podcast show On Your Way to Work. So we're doing something different now. Uh, I've got many listeners that send me emails, send me tweets, Facebook messages with career questions. thought it'd be great to pick up the phone and call those individuals and answer some of their questions live on the air, pre-recorded for those of you listening through the podcast. So the listener I have today is Nicole, and she had some good questions. So we're going to dial her number. Here we go. Hopefully she'll answer, and uh, we'll, we'll answer her questions. Hello? Hi, is this Nicole? Yes, it is. Nicole, this is Rick Witted, host of the podcast show On Your Way to Work. How are you? Oh, wow. Hello, Rick. I'm doing well. Thank you. Good. Well, I don't know if you've got a few minutes to talk, but you sent some questions in that I thought were good. And 
would love to share those with our listeners. So I'm recording you live for our show. It'll be uh, pre-recorded for the listeners. Do you have a few minutes? Yes, I do, Rick. Great. So, hey, tell me a little bit, first of all, um, kind of about where you are now in your career. Okay, great. Well, um, I've been in the social work field for about five years now. Um, I've been in my current position as a manager slash case manager for exactly three years. And so um, I'm just at a point to where I've been a little ready for the transition and actually uh, just embarking upon a transition uh, in my career. So that's where most of my questions come from. So let me let me ask this question. so social work last five years, same company or different companies? Uh, different companies. Okay. Um, I actually uh, got into the field volunteering. Okay. And okay. Um, I volunteered with the two different organizations, and um, from there, uh, a position opened up, and I worked there for about eight months or so, and then this opportunity came came available at where I am currently now. Okay, and and you've been in this current role where you are right now for you said three years. Yes. Okay. So, I, I, first of all, I love that um, this is such a reality for many of the listeners out there today. Um, and I just say, listeners, take a page from from Nicole on this one. Uh, sometimes you got to start wherever you've got to start, and so she started volunteering at this organization, and obviously. Um, You've done some things that made you stand out there, and uh, next thing you know, she's gainfully employed. So tell me, why you want to leave the company? Well, um, I really feel that I've gotten to a place where I've outgrown uh, the state and my position. I, I did listen to your transitioning careers or jobs. Um, I believe his name was Gus. Gus, yeah. And, yeah, it's a good episode. Yes, it was, and really was able to pull... Um, a lot of pearls that he had from that, so I've kept them, as you see. <laughs> okay, so he's going to be pumped. So let's dig into that a little bit more. What do, what do you mean by you've outgrown your space there? Um, yes, well, when I got into the position, um, it was actually on a downward spiral. Mm-hmm. Um, the it, It's really a homeless shelter that I manage. Okay. Um, it was on a downward spiral. They were um, complaints. And so my, my position was really to just stop the downward spiral. And since that time, the, I've been really successful in doing that. Not only stopping it, the downward spiral, but um, sustaining, um, sustaining. And actually, in the midst of these last couple of years, developing a niche um, to where I've been able, really just been successful by God's grace, to... Um, obtain social security benefits for um, my residents. Mm-hmm. And so everyone kind of knows me as the one who helps you get your benefits and, and moves you on along the way to where uh, my residents are not homeless any longer. Gotcha. And so, um, and so that's where I've been and, um, I've really been successful, thank God, and kind of gotten a little bored at times. Um, but I, I just feel like it doesn't, um, fulfill fulfill um, that need once, as though it went before. Okay, so it sounds like you've had a lot of success um, in the job that you're in. 
so so tell me a little bit about um and i i want to be very careful on the show don't give specifics don't give name we don't need any of that right but so tell me how's the relationship with with your managers um sure no problem uh when i first began um the relationship was kind of tough um I guess it was a time of proving, mm-hmm. and um, which I completely understood. And yep. so I made sure I hit all my deadlines, made sure I fulfilled every need um, as soon as possible, um, before my own need, and um, got into a level of trust. Mm-hmm. And so we, we flourished in a relationship and actually was able to um, get to know her personally. Mm-hmm. Um, however, we've, we've hit kind of like a plateau. In the relationship. What do you mean by that? Um, it's it's kind of become it's, it's work centered now. However, she knows that I can do the job. She um, she's not in the same property as to uh, the as to where my program is, mm-hmm. and so she really just kind of trusts me to, to take care of the things I need to take care of. So we have minimal um, you know conversations outside of the occasional email. It's, it's you know <clears> the mutual connection <throat> is there. However, it's, it's changed a little bit. Okay. So I'm waiting to hear like the bad part. None of that sounds bad to me as I hear you saying that. So <laughs> let me just recap, make sure I'm hearing you. Correct me if I'm, I'm misstating. Okay. So very normal to have to prove yourself when you're working for a company, particularly if you're in management, you literally are the face of the company. And so you do have to prove that you can be trusted to represent the face of the company very well. And if I understand correctly here, you gain that trust through hard work, hitting your deadlines. So, yeah, that's okay. okay. So, so far, just, and I don't know everything else, so you got to add color. So far, it sounds like you had a manager that took the time to invest in you to build you up, to help you kind of get to where you are now. Well, she was—it was she was very hands-on, more like a micromanaging. Yeah. So, <laughs> and let me just tell you, I've had micromanaging bosses drove me nuts, but can I be honest? I learned so much from them. Right. Um, I, I am a person of vision, and I hate the small details. And when you have a manager that that is really fine you know, tuned to the details, you get better at the details. And often you can walk away from that going, you know what, what I can do now, there is no way I could have done that two and a half, three years ago. Right. Right. So there's value in that. And a lot of times what, what, what workers tend to do is they tend to run away from that or translate that as a negative experience because they were pushed and made to grow. But what you are actually experiencing was just an outstretching of your capability um, by, by the manager pushing you and really, you know, going step by step with every single thing so that you got good at it and you got it right. But, you know, you take any sport, right? Um, I don't Have you ever played a sport in, in, in high school, college, or anything? Yes, I did. What did you play? I played uh, basketball. Played basketball. Did, what did you play? High school or basketball? Um, middle and high school. Middle and high school. So how many times did you have to, in practice, run and do that same basic layup shot over and over again, right? 
a, um, like you said over and over yeah again. a ton of times so here's my point you know what may have been happening you don't, you don't realize it all you know is man coach got us running suicides and doing freaking layup shots again half the practice are doing layup shots um and what could have been happening with your manager, who is very attuned with detail, and some people, you know, we'd say micromanaging, some people call it that. But what happened on over the course of those first two years, and you don't even realize, you got really good at the layup. You got really good at the details. That is a transferable skill that will take your career from the current level it's at now to another level. Here's why I say that, because so many people uh, don't realize that a tough boss or a, a tough situation is often tough because you are being stretched to grow. But if we're not talking, if we're just talking about somebody who is like completely micromanaged on everything, that's just a person that it takes a lot to get them to trust you. Right. Just, it's going to take a micromanager. It is going to take more for them to trust you. So what do you have to do? You got to be on your game. There's really no way around it. You got to be on your game. So if, if I'm, I'm just correct me when I'm off on the story here. So now two years later, you figured out all this stuff because painstakingly you didn't have a choice. She's micromanaging every step. But guess what happened? You got the layup. Now you got it. You're doing the job. You're doing it fairly well now. And so much so that you've actually reached a place that so many of the listeners uh, uh, listening to this show right now haven't. You've accomplished trust in the mind of your employer. The employer trusts you to do your job. And where I just want to caution you to be a little careful there. Um, and, 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 and if I'm reading between the lines, just stop me. But what I heard you say earlier was, man, it was great. You know, early on first couple of years, we talked a lot. No, it's not so great. I don't really hear from her occasional email. She trusts me to do my job. But my point is you have reached a very special place in this company with your manager that um, you are trusted um, to run the business. And, I, and I'll be honest, for a manager, when you reach that place, they translate that as loyalty. And I say that because as I listen to some of your responses, one of the things you you said with your, your manager was, you know, it used to be great. We, we talked all the time. That was kind of the personal connection. And that is how you build loyalty and trust with your man, with your manager, your owner, your boss. That's how that happens. But you can't translate that into more than, you know, the, the job itself. It's about the professional aspect of a team environment coming together, working on one accord to accomplish a task that pays a profit, right? And so yeah. you just want to be careful with that because at times it can make you tend to judge someone too tough, right? You, you think about it. We do this all the time with our families, right? Yeah. It's because it's so personal with them. And guess what happens with the people at work? Well, we spend on average, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, 9.9 .9 of our awake weekday hours at work or doing something related to work. 
That's more than we spend sleeping. We spend a little over seven hours sleeping. It's more than we spend with our family awake. That's more than we spend in our our faith-based activities. That's more than we spend in our leisure activities, way more than we spend in exercise, watching TV. We spend more time at work awake a week than we do anywhere else. So it becomes family. And you just have to be really careful with not blurring the lines. I'll tell you why I'm going there with you. Um, And Nicole, the the reason I'm going there is because you're using a lot of personal descriptors to describe a professional environment. And, you know, why are you in social work? Because you have a heart, right? You you love people. You want to help. You want to serve. You really want to minister to the needs of the people that are around you. I get it. That. It, it, your bleeding heart makes you a great person, but you know, in 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 in, in a business in your career, right. you have got to figure out very fast if you're going to have a lasting, long term career that continually, you know, grows. And, right. and if it, just write this down, listeners, if you're if you're hearing me talk with Nicole here, write it down. You have got to learn to be personal without making it personal. You've got to learn to be personal without making it personal. This is business. I know it's social work. I know you're, you know, managing a facility. I know you've got a couple staff members. I know you're getting to know them. I know, you know, you know, you grew with a nice relationship with your manager, but it is business. If at the end of the day, no checks came in, no rents got paid, no money came in, nobody would be there and nobody would want to be there. Well, very few. Right. That lets you know it's a business. Right. And you can be personal and it's going to help you stand out without making it personal. You know, so let me let me. Someone could say, well, wow, that's a, that, that's a great one-liner, but what in the world does that mean? So you can be personal. Hi, I'm engaging. Get to know me. I want to know you. I want to learn about you. I want to learn about your kids. I want to get to know the person that you are. Here is who I am, right, to a certain degree, but not making it personal. Oh, I'm mad at you. You 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 did that on purpose to me and and I mean, it's like you're having this conversation you would have with your brother or sister or, or you know, family member. That's personal, right? And it can't go there. You can't make it personal. In other words, what happens in the place of business cannot be about how you personally feel about it. That's making it personal. But but it sounds like you are like moving in the right trajectory. So have you stalled out or where, where are you at in, in, you know, what's making you want to leave? Well, actually, right, I've just graduated from college. Okay. And um, I was a working student. Okay. And so I'm really just at a place where I would like to, I would like a challenge, another challenge. Okay. Um, and so that's, that's the gist of it. Okay. And I would like better pay. <laughs> All right. More pay. I got it. Um, so tell me a little bit about, okay, you graduated. What was your major? Actually, a major in ministry. Okay. Um, well, that makes sense. That makes okay. sense. Social work and that is ministry. Okay. There's no problem with that. 
Um, so how do you see your major tying into what you currently do? Or did you get that major to do something completely different? Were you getting that degree to deepen and round off your employee experience now and your current career experience? Or did you get that to transition into something completely different? Well, no, it's definitely to be an accent to where I am at okay. this point and to push me into something greater. So, like, what's your ultimate goal? What do you want to, what do you want to be, do with that? Well, um, I, I really have a vision to uh, one day open my own organization. Okay. To, um, in, the, in the area of social work? Yeah. Okay. So that's a good plan. I know we didn't get into all the details because I just want to be able to get a lot of the conversation in today. But there's there's nothing wrong with that as a plan. Here uh-huh. Here's my question to you. Um, and this is the question a lot of people don't spend as much time on. And it's really the very specific area, if you've been listening to the show at all, that the show is about. Here's a question. Can your current job connect you to that future outcome that you see? Is there a path in your current job? Is there a career path with the added skill set you're taking on through your your education? Sounds like you've expanded some of your your um, your opportunities of of learning through your experience the last three years. Can that take you to um, a higher level in your career progression? Well, that's a great question. Um, It's the most unasked question. Most people think about how to get out. Right. They don't think about, well, is, is it possible to like really milk this wagon and really use this to like build myself and grow myself even more? And hey, I don't know the answer to that. And my asking right. you the question is not for you to answer it. My asking you the question is to th- make you think about just asking it and really right. spending some time thinking through it. Mo- yeah. m- most people I have found are dying to get out of the box. You know what business owners want? You know what managers want? You're a manager. You know what you want? We want people who are not trying to break out of the box, but are trying to improve the box from within. Because it sounds like you're in a great place of transition. You're in a place where, you know, it's what I call the two or three year itch, right? And a lot of times that means you haven't aligned with what you value, but it sounds like you have. It sounds like you're very purposeful about um, helping people um, and, and ministering and serving people and the needs of people. So, I mean, that sounds like you're right where you're in the neighborhood you want to be doing career in. Okay. The question is helping you with the path. Okay, so let me ask this question to you, and I want you to write it down. Okay. Have I done everything I can to completely revolutionize the place of business that I work at? When you get to that place, one of two things will happen. A, they have to put you in a bigger space. You've outgrown the space, and they got to give you more. They got to do more. 
they can't, they don't, if they won't. All right. Second option is this. You have just learned how to revolutionize a place. That skill goes anywhere. And when you go to where that skill takes you, you don't go at the same level. You go at a better level, a higher level, a more experienced level. Does that make sense? So you, if you haven't asked that question, I wouldn't move yet. So those are a few of the questions you want to ask yourself, right? Have I constantly improved this place? Have I, have I really taken this place to the next level? Um, and um, like I said, if you do, you're going to leave with some better options, right? Options for advancement there or options for improvement and advancement in other places. Or, you know, there is a third option. You've learned so much, you can actually start your own. And it sounds like that's what you want to do. Of the basic skills that you would need to run your own organization successfully are things that I'm saying that you still would have to master right where you are. You know, we're coming up to the end of the show. Any final questions um, you want to throw at me? What are you thinking about doing? Um, is there something that you have your eyes on to transition into? And really, I do have my eyes on something, to be honest with you. Really what my vision encompasses is um, helping young women. Okay. Uh, and so there is a... Um, an organization that I recently spoke to the owner, and um, he he's really um, he's really kind of put two and two together for me, mm-hmm. and um, he's checking on a couple things to finalize. But it's more or less um, I'm looking at a, a position that will allow me to go into the community. It's, I guess the title would be a community support manager. Okay, and what what allow me to do is go into the schools or community centers or different churches mm-hmm. and re- really minister to the young women, um, preteen and teenagers. And so um, I, I think that that's really kind of where I'm shooting for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, I think it would be a great segue into or a pivotal place to where I can transition into my own business whenever the time comes sometime in the future i'm not trying to get ahead of myself trust. sure sure um but i'm really looking at that and i hope it works out i hope that door opens for me mm-hmm. uh, however if it should not and i need to spend a little bit more time here i'm open with that as well gotcha gotcha so i got one last question for you sure. so um is it impossible to do the job you're doing today and do that as well? Hmm. No. Okay. It's not impossible. All right. So I just say think about that, right? You've got a career uh, going now. You've got a job. I, normally, you, some, some would say, no, it's just a job. No, it's, this is a career for you. From what I heard, you're doing the field that you want to be doing, helping people, social work. It, you're, you're right where you want to be. Um, so this is a career path for you. And your current job is absolute. Everything you're going to learn right now is completely connected to where you want to be. Absolutely. So can you do the job you're doing today? And go out into the community and, and speak and, and teach and do those types of things 
over over the weekend in the evenings I, you know the best example of that is i've got a 60 70 hour a week work job my job it's 60 70 hours a week and yet i find that it, here it is it's in the evening at uh, almost eight o'clock and you're i you and i are on the phone and i'm doing a podcast show um right. So sometimes you've got to make those compromises and sacrifices to deepen your skill set. So if that is where you want to be, you know, in many cases, I'd be very careful to just jump ship immediately, particularly on a ship that you run, that you've got weld oiled. And when you get to that place, can I just be honest, sometimes that's just easy money. If you you put yourself in autopilot, but can I be honest, that's you going in autopilot. And what you got to do is say, all right, we got how do I step up my game right in here? And when you get to a place where you can't make the machine run any better, that means there's a good manager who's developed well. You know what the next target for the manager is? Creating leaders. It's a whole nother level of being a manager. Learning how to transfer skill set, not teaching somebody how to do the job, but teaching somebody how to walk professionally in the job, prove and grow right in the job your own. And in the meantime, fund your 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 aspirations through hard work and over time uh, on this other project that you've got going. I, I just say make sure it's not a conflict. Make sure you. You've, you've, you know, you, you've got clearance if that's needed. It's not going to conflict in what you do where you are today. But I'd start there. I'd start small. Um, I'd start doing some of those activities. Let me tell you, I don't care how good you are at something. There's nothing like a financial difficulty to drive you insane and have you making all kinds of crazy career decisions. You're on a good path. You like the path you're on. Um, you just want to grow. You want more. You want to expand. That's fine. That makes sense. That's the attribute of someone who has great, great f- future uh, potential in their career. I just wouldn't quickly jump off of something because honestly, it sounds like you got a good thing. You know, now if you told me this person's cursing you out, berating you, you know, your manager, I, different story, right? But if you're not getting that, I think you can continue to grow. Challenge yourself. I guarantee you there's other things you can do that'll really make you stand out in the place. But but you got to come off of autopilot and not go, all right, I've mastered this. What's next? If you do that, you're going to find yourself doing that about every two to three years because you sound like a person that keeps learning. And so if you keep learning, then you're going to you're going to master the job you're in. And so you got to figure out what else can I do? And, I, and I, here's what I, where I challenge you. I'd say, all right, start creating leaders in the people you lead. You know, and that's the next step for any manager, right? And uh, and do this this um, this activity that you want to do that you think is uh, a, a path for you. That'll come. Get really good at what you're doing. And, you know, take on those things in the evening, just like I do, right? And I think right. those things will come up. I will. Thank you so much, Rick. You're awesome. And no problem. Have a good one. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care, dear. Bye-bye. I hope you've enjoyed my house call. If you would love for me to call you and talk through for a good 30-plus minutes of your career situation and answer some of your questions, 
send me an email. Go to Rick at rawitted.com. That's R-I-C-K at rawitted.com. And uh, send me your questions. Tell me what you want to know. Or you can tweet me at at rawitted. I'd be more than glad to work out some time to get you on the air. Thank you, listeners, for being a part of the show. Thank you for listening. Your support. I see that the listenership is continuing to grow. It's amazing. I'm excited. It just feels so good to finally make sure that there is a voice paying attention to people on the workplace floor. Come back next week and we'll hear more. Have a good day. Bye-bye.